Hey everyone, it's your girl Lexi Wilson and welcome to Conversations with Lexi. This is a podcast for leaders who desire to use their intuition to stand in their power, release toxic relationships, and own their truth. On this show, you're going to learn from me and other phenomenal leaders on how to reprogram your mindset, identify emotional abuse, and how to protect your energy so you can continue to do the work that you know you've been called to do. So grab a notebook and a pen because I'm sure you're going to take a lot of notes today. And let's get started on our episode. Hey everyone, it's your girl Lexi Wilson and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lexi. I'm really excited about today's topic. So excited. It was it's actually inspired uh by a conversation that I had with my mother because she had highlighted to me recently how she really admired my strong discernment skills. And I love whenever she really highlights that about me, but she reminds me how even when I was a baby, I seemed to pick up real quick whether or not someone was safe or not. I was a really happy-go-lucky child, and I would allow people to, you know, pick me up or play or whatever, but then if I seemed to be uncomfortable or just like, don't play with me, don't touch my stuff, you know, whatever, my mother knew, okay, something is off here. And more often than not, whenever I reacted that way to that type of person, she would later find out through either her own experiences or things that she had heard from other people that that same person was not a safe person. And so she kind of would use me as like a gauge, like if my daughter likes you, then we're good, you know? And, um, you know, it's hard to have that skill because when you're a baby, it's cute. It's like, oh, she likes you. That really means something because if she doesn't, you know, but then when you get older, it becomes harder for people to accept that you have that skill because you can tell whether or not someone is safe. And now because you're a teenager, You know, it's easier to dismiss the teenager to say you're just being emotional, you're this being that. And that sometimes got in the way of my relationship with my parents because of that, because they didn't really understand my discernment skills. And, um, you know, and also because sometimes, you know, I was a teenager, so there would be times where I would know that someone wasn't a safe person, but I wouldn't explain it in a way that was kind. (laughs) And so it would make it hard to take me seriously. But at the same time, for years, I mean, years of my teenage life, most of my teenage life, I was denied and ignored. And I would know when someone was not, when they were being toxic, when they were being manipulative, when they were using emotional abuse, and I would be ignored. I would be dismissed because she's just a child. She's just a teenager. She's just being emotional, you know, when in reality, I was right but that's because of my mad skills, (laughs) y'all. And I thought, you know what, what is that thing? Like, what is, what is it that I really rely on, I guess, to be able to identify whether or not someone is a safe person? And this, I'm not, 
I've definitely had my share of not leaning on my skills and then allowing toxic people into my life because I didn't trust my skills. And so I've had to learn how to heal that part of myself that dismissed myself. People dismissed me. So then I developed a skill of dismissing myself. So I had to learn how to heal that so I could learn that it is safe for me to listen to my intuition and for me to trust when I feel like someone is not a safe person, when I feel like someone is actually being manipulative and I need to place a boundary. I've had to learn how to heal that so I could keep myself safe. But I think the number one way that I now repel toxic people where they're not really attracted to me, they find me annoying, is telling yourself the truth. I think before you can do anything else, before you can get into owning your intuition, using your intuition to protect your energy, um, before you can do any of that, you have to tell yourself the truth. And I'm going to go over three reasons why telling yourself is the number one repellent to manipulative behaviors. Number one, when you tell the truth to yourself, people who seek to manipulate you will be so turned off because they recognize you're a truth teller. They know they can't get it over you. You know what I mean? They can't get one over you. So they know, okay, this person is actually going to hold me accountable because I see that she holds herself accountable. She doesn't play. She doesn't pretend that she doesn't see what she saw. (laughs) You know, when they see that you can actually see what's real and that you live in that and that you call it out, They don't want to be around you because manipulators live in the opposite energy. They live in the energy of fear and lies. So when you live in the energy of telling the truth, living the truth, owning the truth, they are like, I don't want anything to do with that because she's going to call me out and I'm not interested. So you have to tell yourself the truth. When you see what you see, you have to hold people accountable and let them know that you saw it. If it's safe, obviously, if you're in a certain, you know, if in a certain, uh, there's a time and a place, right? But when you let the person know like, hey, I saw that you were lying or hey, you're lying to me right now. And I know that you're lying. Here's the facts, right? (laughs) That person, they're not comfortable with you. They get really uncomfortable because they know that you're going to call attention to their tactics and they're not going to be able to actually use the things that they do to get one over on you. Because manipulators often are, they are emotionally immature people. They might be brilliant. There's a lot of manipulators who are brilliant people, but they're emotionally immature, which is why they rely on manipulation to get people to do whatever they think they want to do or they think is best or whatever the case is. So in order to protect yourself from that, when you have matured enough to the place of being able to tell the truth in a respectful way, in a way that, you know, is adult-like and not like losing your mind or in a temper tantrum kind of thing, then it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. She's actually going to call me out. No, ma'am. I don't want that. (laughs) 
The second thing is when you lie to yourself, it becomes really difficult to be able to see the truth in front of you because you've created a habit of telling yourself excuses, of pretending you don't see what's happening in front of you. And the minute you start creating that habit of of ignoring what you see, it's not a good energy because one, like attracts like. So when you lie to yourself, you will naturally attract people who lie too. Okay. And the people out there who are really manipulative, they are looking for people who will allow them to manipulate. They are looking for that. And people who live in denial are perfect for manipulation because you already are used to the energy of accepting lies and that's their currency. So the more that you tell yourself the truth about what you see in front of you, the easier it is for you to spot when somebody is not being truthful because you know the energy of truth versus the energy of lying. You know the energy of telling the truth versus the energy of denial. And it's hard because I know that when you're dealing with uncomfortable things, like maybe you know that your partner is cheating. Maybe you know that your partner isn't the best for you. Maybe you know that the relationship with your children isn't healthy and that you have to create stronger boundaries. And you know that the cost of doing those things could mean the cost of the relationship altogether, right? And because you're afraid of losing that, you just go into the space of denial. It's not really that bad. It's okay. That's fine. I'm okay with this. But the problem is, is that you think that that's the, the only thing. When you go into that space of saying those types of phrases, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's no problem. It doesn't really bother me. You think that there's no cost to that. And there's a big cost to that. It's even bigger than the loss of the relationship with the person. You lose the relationship with yourself. The minute you begin to, to live in the space of denial, you deny the connection to yourself. And that is your power. So that is a way higher cost than losing the relationship with your spouse, with your partner, with your children, with your parents, with your religion, with whomever. That cost is always going to be higher than the cost of losing those relationships. So you have to tell yourself the truth because you will not only repel those people who do not like people who tell the truth, but you'll also repel the people who, who you know, lie because they don't like that energy of the truth and you don't want to attract that to you. Plus, it's also, it's habitual. If you get into a place of denying one thing, you start denying everything. It's really hard to only deny one area of your life. You know, when you don't exercise true honesty in one area, it becomes, it bleeds over into every area of your life. You start to lie in every area because it's easy. It becomes easy. So you have to create a habit of telling yourself the truth, making the, being honest instead of making excuses. Because when you make one excuse, it's easier to make the second. And then it's easier to make the third. And then before you know it, you live in a world of excuses and you don't know what's right or wrong, what's up or down because you've lost touch with your intuition. That's the price of denial. 
And number three, here's, here's why telling yourself the truth is a repellent to toxic people is the truth keeps you connected to your intuition, AKA your power. Your biggest power in this lifetime is your ability to stay in touch with who you are and why you're here. When you know who you are, when you know what your values are, when you know what matters to you, it's really hard for people to cross the line because you value yourself. When you know your worth, it is really hard for you to accept anyone who is not going to see your worth too. But when you deny yourself, you've created a habit of not owning your worth. You've created a habit of denying the truth, of ignoring your intuition. And so not only will you attract people who will then use that blind spot against you, but you won't be able to spot it because you've lost touch with who you actually are. Manipulators seek out people who don't know how powerful they are because those people are easier to control and they're easier to manipulate. If you're constantly in a state of fear, constantly asking for permission, constantly dependent on someone else to bring you joy, to give you direction, to give you purpose, then that toxic person is going to make it, it's going to find you and it's going to be a lot easier to be able to manipulate you. Honestly, I mean, this is why fear is such a, is such a motivator, because if you can get people into a state of frenzy, then whenever you present a solution, they'll accept it. They're like, whatever it is, I'll take it because they're afraid. So keep them in a state of fear and it's a lot easier to control them. But if you put them in a space of safety, of inner knowing, of trusting themselves, Well, now you have individuals who know their worth, who demand accountability, and a lot of people don't want that. So in order for you to remain in your power, you have to tell yourself the truth and you cannot be swayed by lies at all or else you put yourself at risk for attracting more people who lie. So how do you tell yourself the truth? Because this sounds all great in terms of like, you know, theory, theoretical, all right, whatever, tell me the truth. But what does this mean on a day-to-day basis? Well, you know, that's why I liked using that example. Number one, you know, it's like, if, if you know that your partner is not being faithful, right? How many times have, and I've, I've done this myself in the past, 1000%. I've also seen my friends, my family do this too. We know but we just pretend like we don't see it because we don't want to lose the relationship. We don't want to get embarrassed that it's over. We don't want to feel dumb. And even though that has nothing to do with us, right? That's all them. If they want to be unfaithful, if they want to be dishonest, that says something about them, not anything about you. But because, you know, we feel differently, we deny it. We don't want to end it. So we pretend we don't see it. That's not telling yourself the truth. When you know that... Um, your faith is different than your family, right? And you're afraid that by showing your truth, showing that what you believe in is different and they don't understand it. So instead you choose to just hide, deny it, 
pretend you don't believe the things you believe in, not practice in front of them, even though you know how healing it has been for you, how empowering it has been for you. Instead, you hide because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be rejected. And that, that costs you your relationship with yourself. That's not telling yourself the truth. So those are, you know, a few examples of ways that we hide behind denial. And I use those examples because those are my examples. Those are my, that's my life. So the number one way that you can tell yourself the truth is you have to honor your intuition. When something doesn't feel right, listen. If your gut is telling you, mm, I don't need to buy this car from this, this dealership. Something doesn't feel right. Don't buy that car, honey. Don't buy that car because how many times has that happened where you went, you bought a car, you bought a purse, you did something that you knew like mm, something doesn't feel right, but you did it anyway because you really wanted it or you really needed it or you were afraid that you wouldn't find something better. That fear energy, right? Fear energy is never a good space to be because although fear can be helpful in the appropriate times, like, you know, when you need to run from a bear, it's good to have some fear so you can do that. <laughs> but oftentimes we use fear in inappropriate times when it's not necessary. And so if you're making decisions from that place, ooh, it's easy to get lost. But when you're honoring your intuition, which is not fear-based, and you're able to, to say, something doesn't feel right in my spirit, <laughs> then give it some time, walk away, take a minute. And the more that you honor that, the easier it gets for you to be able to hear your intuition and then make choices from that space instead of from the space of fear. In the future, we are going to have an episode on how to tell the difference between fear, ego, and intuition. And I'm really excited to have that conversation with you guys because I know that for many people, the challenge with honoring intuition is, well, how do I even figure out what my intuition is? Like, how do I know, you know? And one of the easiest ways that I can say that for now is it's that gut feeling, you know? It's that space in your spirit that's just like, this makes me feel uncomfortable and not in a good way. So I feel like I shouldn't do it. That is your intuitive center. We'll talk more about that in detail in another episode, though. The second way that you can tell yourself the truth is by honoring your values. Do not compromise on your ethics. This is something that I feel is very easy to do in today's world because we have prioritized. I think, I think the energy is shifting. Uh, 2020 has made us all shift, <laughs> but you know, in our time, it has become easier to rely on monetary things or, you know, superficial type of things and to, you know, try to not be as vulnerable and try to not be as authentic because we want to appear to be more successful online. We want to appear to be happier. We want to appear to do this or to do that. And so we will do things that are unethical in order to get what we think I don't know, we want or what we think people want from us or whatever. Um, I know in the past as well, I've also had to work jobs 
where my business, not my business, but my comp- the company that I was working for, you know, was doing unethical things. I've had several jobs that were doing that. I mean, whether it was working inside of network marketing or social work, or at one point I worked at a school at a school as well as a student advisor and later found out that that school was doing some incredibly bad things to people, had no idea. And it was awful because it was like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do? Because it went against my ethics. These days, it is so easy for these companies to do really unethical things. And then us as the employees end up having to do their bidding, right? But the minute that you step out of your values, it's a lot easier for you to, one, attract people who also rely on stepping out of their values or any values because maybe they don't even have them. Um, It's easier for them to spot you because you're in the same energy. But then two, it's also easier for you to get lost because you don't even, you don't even remember what's important to you. You don't remember what your ethics are. Recently, a friend reached out and she asked, what is the definition of toxic positivity? And that really struck me hard because I knew her. So I knew she knew the answer already. But because she had stepped so far out of her space, her own ethics, in order to do her job, she lost the definition. She didn't know what it actually looked like anymore. And that's what happens when you stop it because now you're in a different habit. You've created a habit of denial. So now when you're trying to find the truth, you don't know what it is. You have no idea what feels right, what feels wrong. This is why emotional abuse, I believe, is also so rampant because for so long, we have denied the the power of emotions. We've denied the validity of emotions and we villainize them into these things that are just like, oh, emotions, oh my gosh, they're horrible. (laughs) And now because we have this idea, we have become people who lack empathy, who can't tell what's right or wrong who can find some way to justify everything, even if it's the worst thing ever. And why is that? Because as a society, we have stepped away from allowing people to honor their values. So you get lost. Then what is the values? What are the ethics? So the more that you honor your values, the easier it is for you to stay in your truth. And I want to add in a caveat here, like 2A, (laughs) if you struggle with honoring your values and because you don't even know what they are, then I encourage you to, whether it's on Google or, um, you know, something, do some sort of assessment that is like, what are my values? There's a lot of sheets out there and maybe that's what I'll do actually. Yeah, maybe I'll create on my website. Let me take a note here so I remember uh, a values list because this is something that I like to do with my clients as well. I usually do this at the beginning of, of our sessions because not everybody's values are the same. 
and that's okay. I mean, there there are some some you know major similarities. Like you know, one like don't murder people. We all value life, you know. <laughs> so you know, in those ways, it's like yeah, okay. But you know, there are other times where something is really important to me that might not be important to someone else. Like my faith and spirituality is vital. That is what's helped me to heal through things that I would have never been able to heal through without my faith. But to someone else, they don't believe in any of it. They don't believe in faith. They don't believe in energy. They don't believe in God or any of that sort of thing, the universe. And that's fine. Like, we don't have to agree on that. So because of the fact that people have different values, it's good to take an assessment of what what matters to you. And over time, as well as you get older, as you mature, as you expose yourself to new truths, you'll find that your values will also shift. So by doing those kind of assessments, you can look at, okay, these are the things that I value. I value integrity, authenticity, family, money, uh, you know, independence, equality, those sorts of things, you got to get clear on like what is important to you and what's, what's so not important. Because then, then when you know what your values are, then let's say if you, if you value equality and you find yourself at a job where that company doesn't value equality and they clearly don't, you know, you find yourself in a relationship where that person doesn't value equality and you can clearly see it then it's easier to be able to tell whether or not you should take that job or whether or not you should be in that relationship because you already know what your values are. But when you don't know what your values are and you're not clear on that at all, it makes it easier to get lost in the sauce. So we don't want that. So I'll work on that values list for you guys so you can download that and um, get that, you know, go through that for yourself. And then three, you have to avoid anyone who will require you to do unethical things or ignore your internal highest voice in order to do things. Now, this one I see a lot inside of predatory MLMs. I experienced this myself within my own MLM. One of the things that MLMs rely on in terms of keeping people in the status quo in the same space is deny, deny, deny. (laughs) So if you find yourself, you know, asking questions and saying like, this doesn't feel right, you guys, like, I don't, should we do this? Is this okay? They're your upline or your sideline sisters and brothers might say like, no, yeah, no, it's totally fine. Like this is how, and they flip it into meaning something else. When you knew that felt unethical, it felt like it wasn't telling the 100% truth. You know, I had a, a client one time reach out and we had to process through, she was being really pressured by her upline to purchase products under her account. And if you're inside of an MLM, this makes a lot more sense. If you're not, then that's really good. Um, but, uh, but I'll try to explain it in a way that makes sense to those who are also not an MLM. But when you have your own quote unquote business inside of an MLM, in order to get a promotion or rank, you have to, you know, sell so many products or get so many points. And when you sell those products, you get those points. And the more points you get, then you rank to the next rank. You get that promotion. And that promotion could often mean 
more money. Um, it could just mean a growth in your, you know, downline, your business. And it also just means notoriety that lets people know like, oh, this person's doing something. And for my client, what happened was her upline recognized that she was really, really close to ranking and reaching the next promotion. And she, if her if my client ranked, it would benefit her because she would get a bonus for that client for that person ranking. Does that make sense? So it's person A, which is my client, person B, which is her upline. Her upline would get some extra dollars if my client, person A, went ahead and ranked. But my client had no, she had no body ready to buy. No one was ready to buy. And so her upline was encouraging her to buy something from her own store so that we, she could actually rank and then my upline could get the bonus. This is why the whole thing is just not, it's not honest, it's not ethical, it's not, um, because this is very common. But for my client, it put her in a really precarious spot because one of her values is honesty. It's really important to her that she do the right thing and that she tell the truth. And she was afraid that by not doing this, by not, uh, uh, by, by ignoring her truth, she was afraid that she could get in trouble because that's against the rules. Now, people do it all the time, but again, because for her, being honest and, and being honest in this situation for her is not buying from her own store, which is what she's not supposed to do. She's saying, I can't do that. And the cost of that was her upline completely bullied her, insulted her, cut her off, told her she wasn't committed. All of these awful things, I mean, essentially used emotional manipulation to guilt her into feeling bad for standing in her power. That is why I'm saying you have to avoid anyone who will require that in order for you to be in relationship with them, you have to do unethical things or you have to ignore your internal highest voice in order to be in relationship with them. Because the minute that you decide, if my client had decided to go against her own values of telling the truth and break the rules in order to be liked buy her upline and to get that bonus or get that rank, it would have caused her to go into a space of denial, of disconnection from her intuition, of lying to herself. And it makes it easier for her to be manipulated again in the future because now the other person, her upline, who clearly is a liar. (laughs) I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it, you know, but clearly is okay with lying knows now this girl's okay with lying too. She's okay. If I pressure her, she'll do it. So I'm going to do it again next month when she has to rank again. Do you see how that that circle happens? And it's because you allowed yourself to go against your values. You compromised. You told yourself it wasn't a big deal, that this isn't that, that this isn't lying, that this isn't dishonest. And by making an excuse 
And lying to yourself, you denied your intuition, which makes it easier in the future for that same person who's okay with being in that energy of denial and lying and manipulation to then also come back to you and use that same tactic once again to manipulate you again. And then becomes the vicious cycle. And you keep doing it over and over and over and over again until you get to a point where all of a sudden you find yourself saying, what is the truth? What is the truth? Is it okay that I do this or is it not? Because everybody else is doing it and I've been doing it for a year. So is it okay that I'm doing it or is it not? I feel bad, but I, sometimes I don't feel bad about it. So it's not that big of a deal, right? And it's because, yeah, because you got used to lying to yourself. You can always come out of it, but this is why it's important that you avoid any relationship with anyone, upline, family, friends, partners, whomever, who is going to require that you do something that goes against your values in order to stay in relationship with them. Because essentially they're asking you, don't be yourself. I don't want that. I want who I need you to be. And if you're not going to be who I need you to be, then I don't want you here. If you're not going to be easily manipulated here, then I don't want you here. And is that a safe person? Absolutely not. That is not a safe person. Anyone who's requiring you to to not be who you are meant to be in your highest self, in your most truth self, in your highest purpose, that is not a safe person for you. And I mean it. It's easy for us to be able to identify when someone is physically not safe for us, right? Somebody slaps you, you know to stay away from them. Somebody punches you, you know to stay away from them. But we don't have that same power and audacity and energy when it comes to somebody requiring that we lie to ourselves or to other people. We sit there, we make excuses for it. We say, oh, well, you know, they had a rough childhood or, oh, they just want to rank or, oh, they really need the money. They're normally a really good person. Oh, you know, this is only that one time. But all of those are excuses and they're lies. It's you lying to yourself. And it makes it easier then for you to be lied to and for you to lie again to yourself, and then you become the liar. And this becomes worse when you have children, because then you teach them the same thing, and then they never even grow up knowing what the truth is. And how many of us are listening to this episode with that same awareness, that our parents never told us the truth because they themselves never told the truth? So now we have these habits where we don't tell ourselves the truth. We can't tell the difference between good or bad. We, we don't even know the difference between fear or ego or, I mean, well, fear and ego are the same, but you know that we don't know the difference between fear and intuition. Why? Because we were never taught. Why? Because our parents never knew. Why? Because their parents never knew, right? Like it, it could just keep going down and down the line. So where does it stop? It stops with you because you're listening to this show right now and I'm holding you accountable, sweetie. Okay, you get you get your free coaching right now. (laughs) So it stops with you right now. You are saying, I'm going to start owning the truth and I'm going to live in the truth so I can actually start seeing when somebody is trying to be manipulative. Because every time I lie to myself, every time I allow someone to emotionally and verbally abuse me with guilt and manipulation and lying I do a disservice to myself 
and to my future generations. And maybe you don't have children. Maybe you don't want children. Okay, but if you're an aunt or an uncle or you have in some way come across uh, mentoring younger people, you are influencing them based off of your understanding of how things should be at this time. And if you're okay with all of that energy, uh, it perpetuates toxic energy. So it's got to stop with you. And here's the truth. If you don't heal this, you yourself will also use toxic tactics to get what you want. Hurt people hurt people. So it's important that you do what you can to heal the parts of you that are okay with lying to yourself. Because if you don't, you will teach it to someone else and you will perpetuate the energy in this universe and it'll just keep going round and round and round. But if you're trying to repel toxicity, then you've got to heal the parts of you that actually rely on toxic tactics to get through. And part of that is saying, I'm not even going to allow somebody in my space if they're telling me that the only way that they're going to be friends with me, the only way they're going to be uh, you know, in relationship with me or my upline or have whatever is if I lie to myself or if I lie to others or if I do something that's against my values and they know that it's against my values. I've expressed to them that this, this doesn't align with who I am and they say, I don't care. You got to do it anyway. If I choose to stay in friendship with that person... I am costing my own happiness and my own connection to my intuitive power. That's not good. And lastly, number four, how do you start telling yourself the truth is you regularly meditate to stay in touch with your path. Meditation does not have to look like sitting Indian style or cross leg style. I'm sorry if that's offensive, Um, but sitting cross leg style and like going, um, that's not, that's one form of meditation, but you don't have to do that. If you, if meditative, um, if meditation looks like dancing, get up and dance, girl, twerk it out. <laughs> if it looks like laying down and listening to, you know, Buddhist chants from Tina Turner. <laughs> I say that because it's real. You guys go onto YouTube. I'm telling you right now, not right now, but after this episode, Go onto YouTube, type in Tina Turner chants. She's a queen. She's not just the queen of rock and roll. She is now the queen of Buddhist chants. And they're good. They're really good, actually. It actually does help me to relax at nighttime. Um, But, you know, it's like there's so many different ways to meditate. It does not have to look like just one particular way. You can do walking meditations, dance meditations, laying down, all of these different ways. It's really just about mindfulness and getting in touch with you in the present moment. Because for many of us, especially in America, we live in a very anxious society. So we're always thinking about what needs to be done next. You know, even now, as I'm doing this podcast, um, I have to remind myself to be in the podcast because it's really easy for my mind to start thinking about what I want to do next. What's next on the agenda? What do I have to do after this? And how do I get this done? And am I hungry? Should I make dinner? You know, (laughs) You know, and the problem with that is that when you get in that space, it's it perpetuates the anxiety versus when I focus on just what I'm doing right now, 
I'm talking to the mic. I'm talking to you as you're sitting in your car or as you're laying down on your bed or as you're running on the treadmill, wherever you are. If I focus in on the energy that I'm in right now, I find that it's a lot easier for me to be at peace, for me to feel connected to my body and aware. And that in and of itself becomes its own form of meditation. And the more that I practice that sense of mindfulness by committing 100% to whatever the activity is that I'm doing, and I live in that mindful energy, that meditative state, it's a lot easier for me to be in my truth because I'm practicing it even now. I'm living in the, the truthful moment of where I'm at right now. And so I want to encourage you to regularly be mindful, be where you are, be where you are. If you are journaling, journal in that energy. Do not stop and think about, well, after this, I got to do this with the kids. And then after that, I got to do this and I got to get that ticket booked because Thanksgiving is coming. And then I got to do this. And then I got to no, because when you're doing that, that's what makes it much harder for you to be in your truth because you're never even you you're not even in your life. You're somewhere else. You're always in the future and the future doesn't even exist. It doesn't exist. How crazy is that? It really doesn't. There is no future. There really is only right now. Because literally five minutes from now, I don't actually know what's going to happen. I have no idea what my life is going to look like five minutes from now. And once I hit those five minutes and I'm finally in that five-minute future, I have another five minutes to go. And I don't know what that future is going to look like either. Nothing is actually guaranteed. So there really isn't a future, right? No different than the fact that it's like even the past. Obviously, the past exists. But at the same time, it's like, but it doesn't. I can't go back to it. I can't reach it. I can't change it. I can't. So the only thing I have is right now, right now at, at this computer, on this mic, talking to you. That's all I have. And that's all you have right now too. And when you have that mindset of truly living in that meditative space, it's a lot easier for you to be aware of what's happening in front of you. AKA, when somebody's being manipulative, you are paying attention because you're mindful. You can see what's happening. And I feel like a lot of my skill relies on that. I'm in my space. I'm in my energy. I know what's important to me. I know what my values are. I listen to my gut when she tells me something feels off. I call it out when I see something that doesn't, isn't truthful. And it does make it hard. I'm going to tell you, it does make it hard because there are some friends, some family members that they're not comfortable around me. They don't like my energy because they know that they can't get one over on me. They know that if they say something that isn't true, I'm going to be the kid that's going to be like, well, that's not true. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean that I, as, an, like, as a child, 100%, I was totally like, that's not true. You know, I was the kid that like, if my mom said, okay, when we get here, you're going to tell them you're, you're four, you know, instead of five. And I'd be like, no, I'm five. <laughs> was definitely me. (laughs) So it makes it hard. It does make it hard for other people. As an adult, you know, I've learned the power of 
you know, respecting space. So, you know, if we're at a dinner table, somebody tells a lie and it doesn't seem like it's really destructive. I'm not going to be like in front of everybody. Let me embarrass this person and let them know that I can tell they're lying, you know, like, no, but I'm going to take them aside and say like, that wasn't true. Now, if I see that it's destructive, if I see that they're trying to manipulate 1000%, I'm going to say, girl, now, you know, that's not true. That is not true, girl. Mm -mm. No, it's not. (laughs) And like I said, it's good because why? Then people who rely on manipulative tactics know that they're not comfortable with me. They don't want to sit at the table with me because they know that I'm the type of person that's going to say, girl, now you know that's not true. I remember a few years ago when I was in college, (laughs) I've had to learn how to be tactful because I wasn't always tactful and that got me into a lot of trouble. It was easy for people to dismiss me because I wasn't tactful. So you do have to learn how to do that as well because just knowing the truth doesn't mean that you can go around being a bitch about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And sometimes I definitely was. But um, I've learned. I've definitely learned. And I remember one time in school, this girl was hanging out with me and my friends, and she was bold-faced lying about somebody else. She was not telling the truth, and I knew she wasn't telling the truth. And so I jokingly, because that's usually how I try to that's my way of letting people know, like, I can see what you're doing here is I tend to do it with humor. So I'm not embarrassing them, but I'm letting them know, like, you should probably stop because I can tell that that's not the truth. And um, so anyway, we were all talking and she is just lying through her teeth about this other girl. And so I said, girl, you know what? I'm gonna let you keep telling your story, but I know you're not telling the truth, but go ahead, tell your story. And everybody in the room just bursted out laughing. Even she had to burst out laughing because she knew she wasn't telling the truth. (laughs) And we just laughed. But sure enough, what did she do? She stopped telling that story because it wasn't true. She didn't realize that there was somebody in this room that was going to call her out, that was going to actually tell people what she said was not true. So she now knew she couldn't manipulate me or manipulate everybody else in the presence of me to have a certain perception of this other person because I was actually, because I'm in that room, I am gonna call you out and I probably got receipts. I mean, I am a Capricorn after all, so I'm gonna sit here with the receipts, but that's another thing. But it's like, but because she now knew like, okay, hold on. (laughs) If I keep telling this story, she's gonna call me out and say that I'm not telling the truth again and she might embarrass me. She might come out with the receipts and have the proof And now I'm really going to look bad. So she knew she had to stop because she was doing it so she could manipulate my friends and I into feeling a certain way about that other person because she didn't like the other person. But you see, it was like that was it was a toxic behavior. I'm not going to say that that girl that was doing it was toxic because I don't think she was. But that was a toxic behavior. Somewhere along the way, she picked it up that it was okay for her to lie about other people so she could manipulate others to see people the way that she wanted to see them. And that was not okay with me because I knew the truth. And from that day forward, she stopped hanging out with me. And I was okay with it because I don't want somebody around me that gossips and lies like that. I don't want you knowing anything about me because you might turn around. If people know that, oh, well, they hang out and they know that she's a gossiper and a liar, then they might think that I'm a gossiper and a liar. I don't want that. That's number one. And number two, if she says something about me because they think we're friends, they might think that it's the truth. 
So I want her to be repelled by me. I want her to say, I don't, I don't like Lexi. I want that energy from her because you're using toxic behaviors to get what you want. And that's not safe. That's not okay with me. But you see, that's a real life example of how when you tell the truth and you hold people accountable and you make them have to tell the truth too, you make it easy to repel those people. They don't even want to be around you because they can't get one over. So I would love to hear from you what you thought about this episode. If any aha moments came to you, please let me know over, over on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram.com slash the Lexi Wilson. The information, of course, is all down in the information bar or whatever it's called. And you can also join my email list and let me know what you think about the episode as well, because I would love to know what came up for you. Did something, you know, um, you felt inspired by something? Did something stand out? Did you have a question? And I'm going to get started on this values list for you guys. So that way, um, I'm not sure how I'll get it to you. Maybe I'll do a blog or maybe I'll send it out to the email list. Um, so that way you can do this values list assessment because it is important to know what is what what are your values? What are your your ethics? So that way you can make decisions from that place and honor your intuition. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Of course, there will be a new episode next week. Thank you so much for giving me all of your time, almost an hour of your time. I hope that this brought you value and laughter and joy. And I will talk to you guys later in the next episode. Have a wonderful day.